0: so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey listeners, I wanted to share something special with you this week. It's a preview of Deep Cover from Pushkin Industries. Deep Cover tells true stories of crime and corruption. Pulitzer Prize winning journalist Jake Halpin reveals dark underworlds most of us know nothing about. The new season, Mobland, tells the true story of a high-rolling Chicago lawyer who fixed court cases for the mob. He did this for years until he decided to betray them and work with the FBI. He wears a wire to expose a black market of corruption where politicians were bought and justice was sold, where, for the right price, even murderers could walk free. With first-hand interviews from FBI agents, mobsters, family members and criminals, the story is truly a wild journey into a world of murder and deceit. Okay. Here's a preview. Follow the story by searching for Deep Cover wherever you get your podcasts. Here's the first thing I need to tell you
1: about Robert Cooley. Officially, legally, he no longer exists. He's a ghost. For all intents and purposes, the man named Bob Cooley died decades ago. But... In reality, Bob, he's still very much alive.
2: So your neighbors have no idea who you are? Oh, no, certainly not. Does that work out for the best? No, no big thing either way. It's not a big thing either way. It's just that, you know, they wouldn't believe it. If, you know, if I told my story, people wouldn't normally believe it. That's Bob.
1: I've been interviewing him for the past year, mainly by Zoom. But recently... I visited him in person. He lives in this small ranch house at the edge of a vast desert, somewhere in the American Southwest. I can't tell you the name of the town or even the state where he lives, and that's for Bob's own safety.
2: I got more on the floor than I got in here.
1: Bob's now in his late 70s. He has thick glasses and a strong jaw dotted with gray stubble. When we met, he was wearing an old L.A. Dodgers cap and a T-shirt that said, Parental Advisory, Explicit Content, like the labels they used to put on CDs. The house where Bob lives isn't his. He just rents a room in it.
2: I'll show you my room.
1: Beside his bed, the floor is cluttered with vats of V8 vegetable juice and cylinders of Pringles. Sort of looks like he's preparing for a hurricane.
2: Obviously, it's a very small room, but uh, it's got a bed. That's where I sleep.
1: So are all your worldly possessions in this room?
2: Oh, yeah, that's it. It wasn't always like this for Bob.
1: Back before he vanished, before he ran for it, Bob lived a very different life. He was a big-time lawyer in Chicago.
2: I used to run around with thousands of dollars in my pocket and pick up everybody's checks and whatever. I would buy the most expensive thing thinking it was the best.
1: Bob drove around in a gleaming convertible, wore a hefty gold chain, partied at the nightclubs on Rush Street, gambled with the bookies, and dined out with the city's judges. But that was then. Today, he survives on Social Security and lives in this tiny room at the edge of the desert. Basically, in hiding. Did you, Do you have any of your old IDs that you had under your fake names? Oh, yeah. You, can you show them to me? Bob leads me over to his closet and pulls out a big stack of IDs and credit cards. It looks like what you might find at the Lost and Found at a ballpark. The name varies on each of these, but the face is the same, just a little older each time. Bob points at one
2: ID, an old driver's license. He died about uh, ten years ago. That—that's yeah. that, you. Yeah, he, <laughs> that's a different one. Wait, one. Why did
1: he die ten years uh, ago?
2: He had a, apparently he must have had an unfortunate accident or something. He suddenly disappeared from the face of the earth. Wait,
1: hon, here's another phone. Oh, here's another one. That's a fourth
2: name. Yeah. What
1: happened to this guy?
2: Yeah, he had an accident too. A lot, of, a lot of these guys had some very bad accidents.
1: And that's how it goes with Bob. He assumes one identity for a few years, pretending to be some guy in some random town. Until Bob feels that itch, like he's not safe. Then that guy dies. The ID gets tossed in this pile, and Bob becomes someone else. And let me assure you, there is a reason for all this paranoia. A very good reason. A backstory that explains it all. A saga, really. Back in his heyday, when Bob Cooley was still Bob Cooley, Do not go any further. Turn around. Go home. He was the man in Chicago. People around town knew him as a high-priced criminal defense lawyer. But to the city's gangsters, to the mob, he was much more than this. He was their guy, their insurance policy. Sure, he could argue a case well enough. But if need be, he could also fix a case place the right bribe with just the right judge, and get precisely the right verdict. He was like a get-out-of-jail-free card, only his services weren't free. And Bob, he was more than just a hired hand. He was part of an elite cadre of men. They were backed by the mob, or the Chicago Outfit, as it's known. They basically ran the city of Chicago. Their power base was the First Ward, one of the city's most powerful districts. It was a political machine run by gangsters.
2: They had complete control over the sheriff's department, the attorney general's office, the police department, all the courts. They controlled absolutely everything. So mobsters realized if they did anything, they had absolute protection for it.
1: Bob Cooley did the bidding of the first ward and the outfit for almost a decade. Until one day in the spring of 1986, when he decided to betray them. He just walked into a
2: prosecutor's office and started talking. I regret having walked into that man's office like I did. You know, probably the worst regret of my life, but nothing I can do about that. I jumped off the building. It's a decision that, even now, 35 years later, still baffles
1: people. Why did he do it? People are still arguing about this. Not just that, there are court cases going on right now where they're discussing what Bob did.
2: And how old were you when the shooting which resulted in your incarceration occurred?
0: I was 18 years old.
1: There are guys in prison hoping to get out by invoking Bob's name and the secrets he revealed. Bob's legacy is still shrouded in controversy. But here's one thing. That most people can agree on. After Bob Cooley flipped, the city of Chicago was never quite the same.
0: That was a preview of the new season of Deep Cover from Pushkin Industries. You can follow the story right now by searching for Deep Cover wherever you get your podcasts.